Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. Yo, what's up? This is John from Noise Dosage Media, and we got Ozine from Fit for an Autopsy. I'm super stoked this is happening, and I've got a few questions for him. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. So um, what are some simple but deadly studio tips or tricks? Mm, simple but deadly. Yeah. Well, something as simple as showing up as ready as you can, you know, when it comes to knowing the music that seems like a super simple topic but it's pretty often when you will encounter musicians in the studio and they're not ready you know so that's something i always try to to do it also depends on the on the time that we have to actually learn the music Uh, sometimes you have months in advance or sometimes you just get called to do a gig and then you have to learning a couple hours you know it all depends on the situation but that's that's a how i start you know you have to show up ready right Uh, and the the one thing i noticed about your band is you guys tour a lot like how do you how do you fit in the writing uh well luckily in our band we have uh will putney and he stays home he doesn't tour with us but he writes almost everything. So he's always sending files to us. So I'll be in the road practicing the music I'm performing and learning the new music at the same time. And then, you know, by the time I get home, I just practice it, get it ready to record. Uh, It can be stressful, but we, we have a way to make it work and it's sold through files, you know? So sometimes I have like 30 files of, drum beats and ideas and guitar riffs and then you know i just learn everything and then you know if from those 30 riffs we make a few that might make it to the album and then we have a few songs you know right exactly um so you know like what's your mindset when you go into a studio uh well we work with will putney as he's a well known producer and this is his baby, his project, you know. So when I go to the studio, if I agree on the project, I go with no ego. I'm always, like, willing to learn and try to bring to that project whatever I think it's the best I can bring to it, you know. Like, uh, sometimes it's my own band, so I have a little bit of a, more of a voice. But if it's someone else's project, I just follow the lead, you know. I respect their music, and then I just listen. I learn. Now, I'm guessing with these, when he goes to demo stuff out, he has, like, Easy Drummer and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. He's very good at programming drums, you know, and we have a chemistry right now, you know, through, you know, that we have developed through the years. Right. So he knows, he knows what I like, and I know what he likes, and, you know, it's very healthy. Perfect. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that 
I I've encountered myself where it's like, I don't know. They, the, sometimes they over technical, like, I, I don't know. They make the drums super tough Yeah, yeah. for the actual drummer. Like, it's like 10 times as hard as it, it, it usually in like and, real and life. That's, that's the job in my band, you know, I'm the, because he writes all that stuff. I had to somehow interpret, you know, see how I can come up with my own version of what I'm listening to, you know, and making my right. own thing. And, you know, uh, but that's part of the challenge. That's why I like that type of music. It's not easy by any means. Yep, for sure. Um, so what are some major things in the future that you're looking forward to with like being with fit for an autopsy? Well, I want to keep playing everywhere. You know, I want to travel everywhere, every little corner that we get allowed to set up, you know, play, bring our music to as many people as we can. Where's like a, where's a place that you like have been wanting to go to as a kid? Hmm. I dreamed about playing music in Japan, and I did that with yes, Fit. Yes, dude, yeah. same. That'd be so sweet. I did it with Fit a few years ago, but now I want to play Hawaii and I want to play Alaska because I think those are the two states that I'm missing. Right. So I want to have yeah, everything on the show. I don't hear a lot of show. <laughs> I don't hear a lot of shows happening down there. Me either. That's why I want to go. Whoever is into it will show up no matter what because they never get it yeah i I wonder how many people would show up honestly now i think about it i'm cool with a couple you know just a few people right i don't know with the weather (laughs) everybody show up with like uh snow jackets and shit would be awesome um so where has fit for an autopsy been trying to like branch out in different avenues when it comes down to promotion and like merchandising. So that takes, that's a big part of being in a band. Hmm. Can you develop the question a little bit more so I can. Um, so like what different things have you been, um, like out of the box ideas that you guys have been doing with promotion and like merchandise? Like, for example, we've been trying to work with different, like, uh, non-profit uh, charities and stuff like that, you yeah. know, like, right. uh, mainly to use those, the, the platform that we might have to reach more people and try to help other people, you know, we, we don't make a lot of money as a band, so we try to, you know, use the best, as you know, the best that we can of, of, of our platform and Right. Uh, right now, it's so weird because we are thinking about these things, you know, while we're being home. Because we had the yeah, whole you got the time, you got the yeah. Time. We had we had the whole year booked, and then all of a sudden, everything stopped. So we being at home, trying to think about ways of how to branch out. We've been more active on social media, as at least some of us, you know. But the band is is being like at least selling stuff online, you know, so. That has right. kept us alive to a degree, but we don't know. We don't know when we go back. We don't know anything. Yeah, it's all it's all a freaking mystery, man. But I've been saying from the start, it's going to make the metal community like better when shows start back up. I feel like people are going to appreciate. I hope more. so. I hope so. I hope people start showing up more, you know, because they're hungry and they're missing shows. Right. 
and shit, they go, fuck, man, if there's another virus, I, I won't be able to see this band again, you know? Of course, yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like these type of things are good and bad at the same time. More bad, obviously, but um, a lot of people have changed their ways. Mm-hmm. So, but so what are three variables that make a valuable producer? Ooh, for me? Yeah. I respect a producer that has a vision, you know, that, that understands what he's trying to get and knows where he's trying to go. I respect mm-hmm. that. And that's not always the case. You know, you can go and work with a producer, but I don't probably understand his vision or agree with it or anything, you know, but when I feel a connection with that type of stuff, like that's makes it more interesting for the final product, you know, the whole project. Uh, I like producers that listen, you know, like you need to listen to the, to the players depending on the project. Also, Uh, sometimes there's players that, know what they want but if if you have a player in a project that's trying to agree on something with you as a producer you you know you have to be open and listen and that's not always right. the case either. Yeah, you can't just like cancel you can't just drop their idea it's i feel like i don't know it, it's one of those things where you have to respect their opinion but at the same time you have to say yo this is my like canvas this is my art Sure. Like, and then, you know, depending on who you choose for your project, you, you argue over what's the best thing for the project. And sometimes right. you have to argue sometimes, you know, if you yeah, want if, if you want your ideas in there, you have to battle for them, you know. Especially if you write music. Um, how do I put this? Write it at the same, like if you're all in the studio at once, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's. It's a whole different ball game. Because imagine the whole band. We all have ideas, and we all might think at a certain point that our ideas, our ideas are great, but not necessarily. You know, like it's just right. something I'm attached to because I've been working with it for so long. But in the bigger picture, it doesn't even fit the album. You know, so I'm like, oh, yeah, all frustrated all the sudden. You know, so it's a, it's. A, I like the the process, but that's why I insist. Like, if you like the project and you're committed to it, just show up no ego you know just i'm all about the project right now like a producer i'm trying to think of something that a producer lacks sometimes so when you don't hear their like vision well has that ever happened to you like in the studio where like you're trying to accomplish something and you have it like in your head but it doesn't come out and like magically the next day it happens of course yeah many many times many times many times uh an example could be you know like i'm tired and my job is very physical so i could be tired and my brain is not processing what i need to do and i'm starting getting fatigued and all that so i can't i cannot play the part correctly i go to bed have breakfast next day. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I sit down on my drum sets, there it goes. Like I can just yeah. play it. My brain yeah, just feel, processes it. You know, I feel like me as a guitar player, I get like nervous in the studio. I'll just like fuck up. Like I have the equipment to like self record, but I don't know. Of course. Me it's too, one man. of those. 
it's one of those things where you have to like battle the fact that you're never going to be happy if you self-record it. For me, man, like the studio is where I get better. Obviously, going to going on tour makes you a, a, a sharper live musician. But in the studios where I'm creating that piece of art or whatever you want to call it, that's going to yeah. keep you on the road if it's good enough. So right. And I want to impress my friends and I want to impress Will and I want to impress myself. And that's where you see that you might not be as good as you thought you were because you can hear everything. And there's right no triggers, man, everything. And, and you yeah. can cheat. But the way we work, we try not to cheat. We try to stay honest with ourselves and the whole deal. So it's it's a battle because you get to confront your limitations, too. And you, you know, the the ideas that you saw in your head might not be as good or you can't play it yet, but you need to record right now. There's no time for you to get better, blah, blah, blah. So that whole battle, it's, it's challenging, but I love it. I I love feeling like that because that's when you get creative under that pressure or at least us. No, when it comes to this project, how long do you guys spend on tracking an album? Uh, the last one took long. The whole okay. process. Uh, me, drums, uh, recording no more than a week, probably while practicing and learning it and demoing maybe a whole month. But once mm-hmm. I start recording, probably no more than a week for me. It's different for everyone, but at least with drums, I try to practice as much as I can, but I don't always, I don't always have that luxury. But once yeah. I'm sitting recording with Will, we don't stop until we're done. You know, like we right. start, we start a now, song and we just like finish to, it. Do you like to track like two songs a day, three songs a day, one a day? Because I'm getting older, I'm trying to do two a day because I like to put all my energy into them. It also yeah. depends on what what they require you know if it's super demandful or not it, it depends i try to to arrange them in a way that you know one hard one a day and then an easier one later on or start with the difficult double bass early on and then the other one it's a little more mellow blah right. blah blah you know like because it, it, it kills me because i'm a crazy person so i will keep going until my body just shuts down oh yeah it just shuts down man yeah I end up hurting um, myself and that whole thing. <laughs> so, so bringing it back to your early days, um, give me some advice that you wish someone would have given you back when you started drums. Mm. I didn't learn the basics. I didn't learn the rudiments and I didn't learn any theory at the beginning. I just wanted to be in a punk band, you know? So I skipped mm-hmm. all that. I'm on completely self-thought. I just try to mimic my favorite records, and I'm, I still do. Uh, so if I could go back, that's something I would like to do. I can do it now, but the perception will be different, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always wonder, man, I wish I could like have learned all that stuff back then and then have a little bit more knowledge now. I wonder what, what that would right. be like. I, um, I've always said to myself that I wish I was like a jazz. I was taught by like a mm-hmm. jazz guitar player in the beginning because mm-hmm. those guys are so talented. And like when it comes to theory, they're freaking insane. And normally they're very out of the box. Yeah. 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 
but they listen to what we're doing and they're like, oh, that's this and this. And we're like, oh, yeah. really? I didn't know <laughs> that, you know? Well, yeah, it's one of those things, man. But I can't change time now. No, I'm, I'm proud of, of my whole learning process. You know, it's been very natural and very organic. And I'm just a fan of music. So I try to play like the things I like to listen to. But I like yep. many styles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's a uh, probably the heaviest question on this, baby. Um, how would you define success? Ooh, it depends on how you measure, obviously. Uh, yeah. In my case, I define success by accomplishing the dreams I had. You know, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't measure it by acquiring things or money, but I measure it in a way that, obviously, when I was younger, I had certain dreams, and as long as you feel like you've done those things. To me, that's success. Um, there's people that measure success with money or things that they acquire, houses, cars. Yeah. With me, it's been the experiences and the things that I've lived. I've done many, many, many things that I wanted to do when I was a kid that I didn't thought they were possible. and Right. Or, or things that I kept people around me at school or family or random people saying those things will never happen. And, you know, exactly. to me, being yep. able to do certain things and approve success. Wrong. Yeah. That's success yeah, pr- in my own head. That's wrong. success. Do you think any of that energy of, uh, proving people wrong? Uh, do you ever think about that when it comes down to like some getting shit done for music? Like I used drive to you sometimes I used to, and it, it had a purpose and it worked for a while. Now I've stopped caring about it that much. Uh, right. Because um, it could be poison <laughs> if you don't know how to handle it. Uh, right. <laughs> but it all depends, you know. Uh, it all depends. So I try to, luckily, because we play in a heavy band, we can use negativity and anger and all that frustration into and put it into our art or my drums or whatever. So it does make sense if I'm frustrated or sad or angry or, I can put all that into the music and right. yeah, that, that could be a very positive outcome, you know, into that. Yep. I've always been told, well, my, my father, he always said to me that, you know, he couldn't believe going to a metal show with me when I was younger and how nice the people are. Do you agree that people that listen to metal, because it's the type of music where they can express themselves, like what they actually I don't know, feel like when you're fucking pissed off, you don't really have a way to express it. And metal is a very good outlet. So my question is, do you think metal people are like nicer than just a standard, I don't know, citizen? From my experience, of course. Yes. Yeah. I think the people that understand what they're doing understand that they have a release where they can go and get weird with it. You can go scream, you can mosh, you can run, you can sweat, you can spill beer all over you and sing your favorite songs. And right. in a perfect environment, it's all welcome. It's mm-hmm. fine. It, you can look very heavily tattooed. You can wear the f- your favorite band's shirt. You can be yourself to a degree. 
Uh, and from my experience from playing shows my whole life, most people that are in those shows that understand the music and are there for the love of it are having a great time. Most of them. Right. Do you, do you think that's the same with like people that listen to, I don't know, fucking rap or country? I, I have to say that there's a lot of people that are also having fun, you know. Uh, yeah. Any music that makes people dance, there's going to be a good amount of people that are very happy. Uh, how it looks from the outside, it's weird, you know. Uh, rap can look <laughs> rap can look weird from the outside, but it looks black metal can look weird too from the outside for a lot of people. Dude, or, dude or I death just metal, talked. You know? I I just talked to Jorn from uh, fucking Mayhem like a week ago. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, Super sick. It was fucking nuts. But. For regular people, what we do might seem like the most extreme, crazy thing, you know? So- oh, my God. Dude, they're so nice. Like, he was probably one of the- I talked to him the most. Since I started this podcast, I have, like, 70 episodes. He was the longest one. We hit, like, an hour and 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. That's it. So, here we go. We got two last ones. Um... So, obviously, COVID's happening and all that shit, but what's, like, the first thing that you look forward to when hitting the stage? Oh, getting in the zone, playing some drums, man. Like, that's the first thing, like, uh, being able to focus. At least every night, as soon as I hit the stage, I need to find my place, if that makes any sense. I need to find my groove and see how things are uh, hearing and if I'm feeling great or no. I'm looking forward to that sensation because there's no other energy like it. Nothing that I've done in my life. It's, yep, I feels see that. This, feels the same. Nothing. Yep. Right on. Yeah, that that quote, I've, well, not, obviously it's not a quote, but that that sentence I've heard from so many people on this podcast. Like, you, in my opinion, you can't beat the fact of, like, playing in front of people your music. Like It's, it's incredible. Like, I've done some other extreme sports and stuff like that trying to find some adrenaline but yeah it's a different thing it will never feel like jumping out of a plane because you're not but nothing will feel like being on stage either nothing unless you just do it i play festivals where i don't remember a thing it's just like those first four counts and then it's just like a roller coaster and you're like i think you're on stage people are like well you're (laughs) hell yeah and you're like awesome, holy man. shit man like that was awesome the set's I think. over what I the fuck so. yeah right on so yeah. last thing here is um you know what is something that the press has never asked you that would be cool to talk about hmm i wish i had a more uh a better platform to talk about my roots and the music where where I do find my inspiration and like what music I do still listen to this day to make me feel inspired to go on the road with fit and right. a little bit more getting deep into that. Cause I love the fact that I can share it with other people. Cause I do the same thing. I go listen to my favorite players and see what they listen to and where did they learn their tricks and their, yeah. their history and where they went and study or whatever they did. Uh, that's something I've always looked for, like a platform to talk to, to see if anyone cares about it and can listen. You know? 
It's just right. a matter of sharing it with anyone that wants to. I hear, hear I hear the birth of a podcast. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'll close it off with uh, your favorite three drummers. Whoa. Okay. Um. Three guys that changed my life when it comes to drums. The first one I will have to say. Peter Chris from Kiss. That was the first rock drummer that became my hero. Just the whole persona, the sound, uh-huh. and the cat costume and that whole thing. Uh, Neil Peart from Rush. That's like yep. one of my absolute heroes. And then Keith Moon from The Who. Uh, there are awesome. Three, you know, rock drummers, not metal or too heavy, but to this day, those are influences of mine that I go check and look for information when it comes to what I like about rock. Obviously, there's a list of many people that I can keep talking about the whole night, but those were the first few guys that made me want to sit in that drum set and figure it out step by step because I was listening to more complex music, but I couldn't do it. So when I heard their simplicity, I was like, oh, but I can maybe do that you know and that made me very very curious right neil pert i don't even dare to uh learn a rush song i mean i could but that's a lot of time <laughs> i i thought i thought i knew a lot and then now as i get older and learn a little bit more and more about the instrument i'm listening to them and then i'm like oh i was so wrong that wasn't even close to it yeah right like it, it's harder than what it sounds like right yeah, I was I was expecting some breaks in there. No, I really like I can't if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, uh, let me think. <laughs> it's hard, you know, cuz I'm always li- obviously leaving very important people out and heroes of mine, but those guys are have been there in my catalog forever for a very long time and and those are the type of ba- bands and guys that it doesn't matter how many years go by when I listen to it again i'm always stoked if i'm somewhere right. and and a rush song comes out i have to air drum to it there's no way around it you know so that makes them my favorite drummers it's okay. not from a technical standpoint or anything like that it's just if their pulse gets me or not right all right so out of all those questions which one do you think i should repeat on my next episode what was the best question I like those influences one. I think yeah. that's a very common one. But for anyone that is a very super fan of what they do, it's always a good topic to talk about. 